Hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode of 30 on Broadway. The music, the sexy jazz music, shall return next week, I promise. I swear on it. I put my number up on it. The music shall be back. The music will come back. Until then, we're just going to virtually imagine Nick eating mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A. Okay. As he... First off, I only get 30 minute breaks at once now, so I'm starving. By the time I get home, <laughs> and, and Nick's a big boy, so to keep Nick deprived of food is not fair. It's not good. He's like mowing this shit down. This is ridiculous, dude. Take a breather. Can you stop judging me right now? Like <laughs> you're gonna like choke yourself on freaking fast food mac and cheese? Holy crap! Right. First off, if you've never had the Chick Fil A mac and cheese, you're just letting the finer things in life pass you by. I mean, the Chick Fil A mac and it, cheese is very good. It's not like the Panera mac and cheese. It's I like would no. I've never eaten. I've never. I've never eaten Panera. So no. I mean, you're not really nope. missing anything. You're not really missing much. All right, hey everybody, welcome to an all new episode of Thirty on Broadway. Um, wow, Henrik Lundqvist is back in the Rangers. Did you have you noticed that it Hank is, has returned? It's been very Lundqvistian. To say the least. Well, that was a fancy way of saying it. Right? You like Lung-fisty. that? It's like Victorian. That fits. Yeah. That fits. I like it. I like that. Hank is regal, so I, I felt he should get a, you know, a regal title there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to take things away from Igor Shosturkin, but I think comparing him to Henrik Lundqvist is pretty high praise, to be honest. I think that's a pretty, a pretty, uh, pretty big uh I don't I don't know what the exact word is that I want to use for it but Igor Shesterkin has been by and large with Adam Fox the best New York Rangers uh so far this season how dare you not mention um, Samuel Blay Samuel Blaze has been very good too Samuel Blaze has been a very good we, we uh, Chris love Kreider, Samuel Blay Chris Kreider in large parts has been has been hey He's he's the, I think he's the only one that scores on the power play. A power play that somehow got worse, which we'll talk about. Dude, but, dude, um, dude, listen, he's gonna score like ten goals here in the first twenty, and then we won't hear from him until, until March. So, you know, and then we'll be like, ha ha, here we are. We, <laughs> but look, the Rangers play. They've won games up until the other night where they finally got smacked in their face. They finally got a little dose of reality. Um, the Rangers are playing entirely unsustainable hockey. I mean, that's really the theme of this this episode is unsustainability. They've, all, they've um, also, you, I, I will say, and I've been big on saying that this way of winning is unsustainable because it is. They've also gotten, they haven't gotten some puck luck. They've had some really good chances right. and they've run into some hot goaltending. So, I think that stuff evens out over time. I, I'm a little worried about the depth on this roster. Yeah. I, know, I'm actually more concerned about the defense, the defensive see, depth. That's where I have concerns. Well, look, Patrick Nemeth sucks. I, and I didn't know how bad he was until he actually became a Ranger, but he's pretty horrendous. <laughs> and... It's, it's been, it, it it's actually been bad. it actually not Leroy Hayek bad, but it's it's stuff. Far. You really want me to take it a step further? 
I miss Just Mark Stahl. Go, go for it. Patrick Nemeth. Yeah, but has, you know what? All right. Can, Patrick, can I Nemeth, say Patrick Nemeth has broken me. I mi- I'm a broken man. I miss Mark people Stahl. People can, can – and I've seen this. People comparing Mark Stahl to Nemeth, it's really not fair. And a lot of those people forget the Mark Stahl pre-injuries and pre-eye injury. Mark oh, no. Stahl was a top the, two defenseman in, on, on the roster. The Mark, Stahl pre, the Mark Stahl pre-eye injury was something special. And Mark Stahl, his last year, year and a half with the Rangers, when he was being used semi-right. Yeah, the problem was, was he, he was getting paid $5.7 million the a year. The problem was his contract. Right. And, and, and where are we? I mean, history hasn't changed nothing in that regards. But, look, it's unsustainable, but the silver lining of it, because I don't want to be negative Debbie Downer on everything, the silver lining of things is the Rangers picked up eight points out of eight on a road trip that they really shouldn't have done. And a big positive to me is when this team gets punched in the mouth, they don't crumble. They may not be winning in sustainable ways, but the Rangers go 0-4 on this road trip under David Quinn. I, I think I'm not being out of line by saying that. No, you're not speaking out of school on that. The, the Rangers don't win the Ottawa game. Absolutely do not win that game. They they are not even anywhere remotely in, in that one. Um, the game they lost the other night is an even worse blowout than what it was. Um, this team has, you know, has that edge to it that you want. It has that bite and that grit. The problem is right now, glaringly, Kapokako's out. You, you, you completely botched the situation with Kratzoff on all sides. Um, I know even more information came out on a lot of stuff that was anti Kratzoff. It's both sides. It's, it's, you're, you're not going to convince me one way is worse than the other. Both sides F this up. Chris Drury has not done good as general manager of the Rangers right now, in, in my opinion. He hasn't. I, I mean, come on. Has he? No. This team is in a, this team's in a tough spot right now because of because of moves that he's made and because of situations that are directly tied to him. Well, I, I think the one the biggest thing is this this team now because I I don't think I think you've seen that that fourth line isn't going to do much scoring for you. No, and they weren't and they weren't expected to. They, and they shouldn't be expected to. I'm a little worried that the third line, how much offense is going to come out of that third right. line. And now you're seeing that they are top heavy. And if Panarin and Zibanejad aren't scoring, where are the goals coming from? And they're not right now. And that's the thing. So, And that's the problem. And getting Kako back will help. Getting Strom back will help because Strom is a secondary Ooh. scorer. And I'll say this. Although the Rangers got beat from pillar to post, and if it wasn't for Sisterkin, it would have been probably 8 or 9-1. Yeah. The Panarin line with Strom was the best line, and it yep. wasn't even close. Yep. Panarin had his jump back playing with Strom. And the bad, the, but the bad thing to that is that's up until then, the bottom lines were the best, and that's not again, it's not sustainable. You know, Barclay Goudreau had, did not have a good start as a Ranger up until the third period of the other night. And Ottawa, um, okay, yeah. was it the Ottawa game it was Ottawa. that he set up the tying? No, that he, that he won the game. 
trying to remember if it was the Ottawa he, game. He won my, the game. My in games Ottawa. get kind of skewed. Was it was Ottawa the one he scored the game winner? Yes. That was the game winner. Okay. Yes. Um, I think it was the game before that he had like the horrendous giveaways. And then it was like in the third period, the switch kind of flipped. Um, you know, Sammy Blaze has been terrific, I think, mostly. Ryan he's, Reeves, he's I know developed, he got Sammy Bla- the other night. Sammy I think Blaze he's been developed, exactly what you what you expected. Sammy Blaze developed a real good chemistry with Lafreniere. And, and, and yeah, I, Blaze I do, and Lafreniere is I, I do like that third line of Heedle, Lafreniere, and, and Blay. That could be that could be a nice depth energy line. So I, that's a line I would keep together could, definitely. But there's a problem at center. It, it, it could, but I haven't really seen a whole lot from Heedle. He had a beautiful backhand goal the other night against Nashville. But again, yeah. We're sitting here saying, "Okay, when is Heedle going to break out?" Yeah, no, he's leaving us. And I know Galat has said he's young, so it's coming up. Yeah, it's it's come up because Galat even mentioned it. Galat said, "Well, he's still really young," and I get that he is, but we're five years now. And but we're, was out, and he went into that second line center role. We're five years, and he's still twenty two. So that that is something to keep keep in mind, right? And that's what he's got going for him. That is what he's got going for him. The problem is he hasn't taken step yet at center. And I mean, who knows? Maybe it comes at some point this season. But you, you have to hope it comes at some point this season. Look, they need him to be effective at the center role, or they need to move him to the wing. I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, if he doesn't take the step now or this season, when is it going to happen? Well, maybe fans will just be like him like they are with Kreider. He'll be in the league for 10 years, and they'll keep saying, he's going to break out, he's going to break out, he's going to break out. Because according to Ranger fans. Well, he broke out to start the season. According to Ranger fans, this is the year that Chris Kreider finally scores 30. This This is the year. It's not this is the year just, of Kreider. Just, just just an update. I'll just let you guys know now. He's not going to score thirty this year. Oh boy! Oh boy! He's not Here's the bold. It's not. No, it's I mean, he's a, never had. It's not. It's never, not a he's bold, always, that's not got, a bold prediction. Into glimpses. That's, that's not like that's not like me saying Alex Ovechkin, a proven 40, 50 goal scorer, is all of a sudden. Yeah, he's only going to score twenty five this year. Like no, I know, but I was going to say we've seen where Kreider looks like he's going to, and he's on track, and he should. And then it just kind of falls off. So yeah, it's no surprise. Yeah, three um, years ago, twenty-four goals at the All-Star break. You know, here's, how many here's he had my the biggest. Rest of the way? Here's my biggest thing at the All-Star break. He had didn't he only have like one? He scored four goals the rest of the way. Or four, yeah. Um, here's my biggest concern: Keandre Miller. And I hate it, to say it. it, it's a it's a huge concern. Keandre Miller probably should be in Hartford right now. Well, do you remember last year before the season, there was someone who said um, the Rangers should not rush Keandre Miller to make the roster. You remember that? There, there was, yeah, yeah. There was somebody who said last year. There was some year schmuck on the other side of the glass. That Keandre Miller should not have spent a minute on the, on the Rangers NHL roster last year. And and but then there was also on the flip side, this side of the glass, there was also someone who said, considering how well he started 
And if he came into it and he started out hot and he tailed off at some point and had to go down, that's not considered a failure. I still stand by that now. But I think See, the, it's, the, I think the it's high is, time. The problem is they can't do it now. The problem is because, yeah, because they rush him, because they rush him, they can't do it now. Because now you send him down, you have a chance of ruining his confidence. And that he may never get back. That's so, that's the one that's the one concern. But they've got that also now on two sides. They've got that with Miller, and they also have it with the other defenseman that they called up that they brought up to start the season in Nils Lundqvist. He I don't too. think so. Because Nils, Nils wasn't rushed. Nils hasn't been rushed because here's the difference. Nils is not playing top pair minutes. He's playing on the third pair. He's getting a little power play two time. He's not getting thrown into big situations. Miller last year was getting thrown right out, you know, straight out the uh, the frying yeah, pan. Yeah, he was thrown right fire. into the fire. Yeah, he was thrown it right was, into the fire. It was, it was, you're playing, you're going to get power play, t- some power play time. You're going to be on the second pair. You're going to be getting penalty yeah, he kill did it time. All. He did it yeah. all. So he did it, it all. So going so now what they did with Miller last year, they backed themselves into a corner of if you send him down now, you may lose his confidence. And yeah, you, you run the risk. You may lose it, you may lose it forever. The problem the, the, is Miller keeps making the same mistakes now that he did and last over. year. And they're, where, and they're glaring. Where and people love because every year the Rangers have to have one, and this one's the new one. They must have a whipping boy. Ranger fans are a lot like Toronto in that sense. And yeah. so the whipping boy now is Jacob Truba. Yep. Truba keeps getting crucified by this fan base for mistakes that Miller is making. The the constant, the, the goal the other night against Calgary. The, I, I want to say it was the third one where Miller jumped up in the jumped up in the neutral zone to try and yep. make a play. They the puck got moved right around them, two on one, and Struble was left, you know, holding, you know, trying to hold down the fort. Now I'll say that Struba hasn't been great either. So I don't want to say like Miller's been bad, but Miller has, I would say Miller has exasperated the Truba woes. I don't, think, like, Truba, I don't think Truba's been that bad. I, I I'm, no, I'm he's had a, moments. He's, he's had, had moments, moments where he's been bad, but on the whole, I don't think true. Look, I think true was overpaid, but hundred yeah, percent because he doesn't have the offensive production to go for yeah, that contract. That, 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 that a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. But there. I don't think true has been bad. What I, think what I don't fine. like, what I don't like about that pairing, but I'll just, I'll disagree with We'll, we'll disagree there. Um, what I don't like about that pairing and the new thing with Miller that I don't like is him trying to hold the line when there's no, you know, a lot of it last year and a lot of it at, at certain times at the beginning of this season, it was pinching in the neutral zone or trying to step up in the neutral zone and then he gets burned. And he's just not fast enough. He's got the reach, but he's just not fast or mobile enough to get back. And that's just the nature of his frame and his, his, his size. Um but a lot of times now what you see is like what happened against Calgary where he tries to hold the blue line or he tries to pinch in from the blue line and then he gets burned and then everybody's stuck back. There's nobody. And then you're on, you're on, on an Island like, like Truba does. 
And a lot of times, if you watch the plays and you watch away from the plays, you see that that happens more often than not. The the woes and the, the miscues that happen on that line go directly back to a play that should never happen because of a pinch of a bad read. And it just and keeps that, happening and that, and over and over. Something... And you sit there and you go, how the hell is this not getting addressed? And he just it, it just goes to show that I don't think he has those natural instincts to read a play in the neutral zone. Look, and it's not just him. Some defensemen don't have that. Like some, and that's where know, they need to be a stay at home. They need to be more of a stay at home. I and I and I said this on a on a Twitter space the other day that I actually wish this was a scenario where the Rangers still had Mark Stahl because Mark Stahl, when you look at him and Miller, Stahl did not, especially later in his career didn't have Miller's skating ability, but their physical presence, their body type, the long stick, they are very similar. Right. And yeah. I wish yeah. Yeah. I wish Stahl was around to help Miller and just teach him how to use his body a little bit more and use his stick. Because there are times you don't when you're when when the team is coming into your zone, Miller can he doesn't have to stand at the blue line all the time. It's good to stand up at the blue line every now and then. But you got to read it right. You have to read it right. And with Miller's uh, length and his stick, he has the ability to break plays up or slow plays down at the blue line, even while he's back skating, just by using his stick and learning how to stick check. Right. Yeah. And that, that's yeah, and you're not seeing it. And you're not seeing it. So I wish somebody with the Rangers could grab him and show him footage of Mark Stahl. Maybe a younger Mark Stahl because older Mark Stahl developed oh, yeah. some really bad. Well, yeah, habits. but I, you, but you know, like, yeah, Mike. That's that's my thing. Is where you look at, you know, how do they go about fixing it, and how do they make sure that this? I know, like you said, Lundqvist is not. He's not in the same situations, but he's had his struggles, and it's it's one of those things. Can they do? They take the track of all right. He'll work it out. And he'll get it figured out. Or well, I'm does... going to attribute most of Nils Lundqvist's struggles to the fact that he's playing with a. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, traffic, I mean, yeah, I mean, traffic cone would be too generous. Patrick, well, Nils I mean, you can't really I, I do just... much better. I mean, you can't you can't really do much better with Tenorti either. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem that they've got. And I said know... it. I would have liked for them to to go with an all rookie bottom pair. They never I thought would. Jones, I thought Jones, honestly, I thought Jones looked more ready than Lunkfist at a lot of at a lot of moments in the preseason. And I know that doesn't tell the whole picture. Um, me seeing him in Hartford, I've been kind of back and forth on it, where I've been kind of like, yeah, he looks like he's good to go. And then there's times where it's like, oh yeah, no, he's not. Um, but I have that same feeling with, with, with Lunkfist. So it's it's kind of like, what do what do the Rangers do? They're kind uh, of they're kind of in a stuck spot right now. I think, and I and I said this last year, and I, I will stand by this. I think the Rangers made a huge mistake by not putting Miller in Hartford, letting him play in Hartford and play top pair minutes, play in every situation, get you know get get those those valuable minutes, and let him dominate the AHL. Let him yeah. dominate that level and show, yeah, I'm too good to be down here. Bring me up. 
Kind of like Shesterkin. Exactly. They did it with Shesterkin. And Shesterkin had more of a dominant track record that could have went from the KHL to the NHL than Keandre Miller did from going from college to the NHL. Right. Right. Shesterkin literally dominated in Russia. And the Rangers sent him to Hartford and said, okay, well, if you were so good there, do it here. Yeah, show it. Show it. And he did. And not only showed it quick. Yeah. He dominated. Not only did he show it, he said, get me, bring me up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Get me out of here. I mean, like, there was nothing left for him in Hartford. No. So I think that was the same road the Rangers should have taken with Keandre Miller. I think part of it was, and I do believe this, I think Quinn felt that his job was a little bit, that the seat was getting warm, and he felt the urgency to try and win now. But I, I think, again, in that case, that's where management has to, where they have those decisions, they yeah, have well, to come in and say, you know what, look, uh, this, is, this, is not, this is not what we think is best long-term. Because now, you, now look, Miller should be in Hartford. I think you, you and I both agree. Miller should be in Hartford right now. I think yep. he's played, the way he's played, he should be in Hartford. And, but now you run the risk of if you send him, you know, are you going to get where you could send them like a Philip Heedle and you send them down there for, for 10 or 20 games and you bring them back? Do you even have the ability to do it? You kind of don't. And when you send them down, is it going to derail him? Or on the flip side, if you keep him up and he doesn't fix it, now you've got a completely incorrectable problem. And then you have then and you're you screwed. Have to, then and you have screwed. to then you have to wind up trading him before the rest of the league figures it out. Yeah, and, and that's what you're. you're and stuck I think with. he's got. Look, I think tr- Miller is a tremendous defenseman. I just think he's got to get that figured out. He's got to get the neutral zone reads figured out. And I'm I'm kind of puzzled as to how it's still going on with the coaching staff. So he if there was a, anything that I would say. He right is now, a talented young hockey player who yeah. I think has an incredibly high ceiling. It's I'm just maximizing just, it. Yeah. And developing it the right way. And right now it doesn't look like it's, that's the case. At least to the eye. It just doesn't look like it. And, I, and, I, and we're not the only ones that have said this, by the way. This has come and, up. And who knows? I could be wrong. I've been wrong hundreds of times. But... This one, I, I, I personally don't believe that I am. This one, uh, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that everything I said about Miller last year was correct, and I, I think I think right now you're seeing the issues with how the Rangers have, de- have handled his development. And look at that. Wouldn't you think? Rangers have been showing that they have had issues handling a player's development. Interesting. Shocker. Shocker. Inter- and, and look, and that's and that's a big what if and a big question mark and a big concern for the season. They've got a lot of this. They've got Lafreniere. They've got Kako. They've got, you know, Shesterkin you don't really have to worry about largely, but we were kind of wondering how he was going to carry over from last year because of the ups and downs and the nonsense of that, that you know, the goaltending yo-yo. Um, By the way, you know, Alex Ovechkin just scored his eighth goal of the season. And Unbelievable! It, it is only October. The dude, I, I October twenty seventh. Just go for it. Go I am, for it. I am score. Yeah. 
So like, he, he look, all, all I'll say he this: is score goals. It's kind of incredible. I'll say this: the Rangers got points. They picked up points. These are important points to pick up. Every point is important at the end of the day. When you start having your little your struggles and your ups and downs, you want to be able to go back and say, you know what, we got away with some, but those help you out in the long run. It's just how do they respond and how do they grow? And they got to fix this goddamn power play. Look, that is one thing well, that I've just looked at. I, it's I like, keep, come on. I keep saying, and I've come back to this constantly. They don't use the bumper, which I think they should. And they don't have a one-time option from the right face-off circle, nope. which is an issue. And they keep trying, and teams have identified this, and I, and I, and I put it out there that teams know the Rangers want to run the power play either through Panarin or, or Savannah Jets one time. Yep. Yep. And they're doing everything they can. If you've noticed how defenses have, have hit the penalty kills have handled the Rangers so far, all four guys are below the hash marks. Yep. They don't, they rarely even come out to challenge Fox at the point. They're and they've giving allowed. you the point shot. They yeah, don't give wanna, it to you. They don't want to let the puck through the middle of the ice, and they don't want to allow Zabanaj at one timer. And the problem is, is when the puck gets through, Zabanajad is either shanking it or sending it wide, kind of similar to the beginning of last season. So you're seeing a lot of similarities there. Um, but again, listen, the positives of it—they've picked up points. Whether they should have or they shouldn't have, they did it. So you take it. You're not going to say, oh, man, we shouldn't have won those. Let's give them back. They've won They've won games. They've picked up points. These will come in big at certain points in the season where you need the help. And they got them now. You get them early, that's better. Because now you're not scrambling or trying to grab them with desperation later in the year. So kudos on that. But, again, let's just get some shit figured out. You gotta, get the you power gotta... play figured out. You Get the defense stack. tightened up. You have to stack wins early in the season. I'm a firm believer in that because the rest of the way, generally, it just gets harder play, and harder. You only play about 500, or maybe a couple wins better than 500. You pretty unless you're a great team, and then you unless you're playing. yeah. I was gonna say unless you're a great team that's going on and you're gonna pull out a, a Stanley Cup run, you're fighting tooth and nail because every team is pushing hard at that point. So unless you're just a terrible team. It's important that, you know, on that road trip, they came out with eight out of eight points. Um, It's it's huge. They haven't played well at home so far outside of the second period against, against Dallas, but they've only had two home games. So we'll, you know, we'll see as, as time goes on, but yeah, no, they, they they have some issues. There are very, some very clear issues on this team, and I'm hoping you know to see them get addressed. I think they will. I trust Gerard Gallant and his and his coaching staff. So, and look, the youth is promising. But the biggest thing is that I can say at least we know there's no goaltending issue. Yeah, at least you know, and and you know, Georgie didn't look all that great the other night against Ottawa, but when they needed him to to shut it down, he did. He made so you got to give credit there. Saves. He made some, he made big, some saves. big saves there in that game, especially in the third. And uh, I, I am them. one of the most notable Georgie haters. Yeah. And I, oh, and he I will say he, he did what they need him to do. Both of those goals that he gave up were pretty deflating. Those are goals that most teams you see when a goalie gives those up, their team folds up shop and goes home because those are back. Right, and that's, and that's where I go back to. This is a team that's got that build, that's got that 
you know, I, I joked about it and I said, this team's got a ton. They've got the j- biggest jar you can buy of jam. And they do. They, they, they have, got it. And they it's also, just, they believe, they believe in their coach. They buy what their yeah. coach sells. You know, so. but again, I, I look at it as, you know, people, a lot of people will, you know, they'll say, oh, you're being doom and gloom. Uh, no, I, it's, it's not, not being doom, doom and gloom. It, it's, it's being, it's, it, it's, it's being are, objective. There's, there are flaws on this team. They're, they're not a perfect team. Hell, but, even perfect teams aren't perfect teams. There are, yeah. you know, the, the whole thing is you can always get better. There's always room for improvement. Yes, but they've I will won say this. four games, but there is room for improvement. There is room for them to get better. But I will say this. You only have to go back to 2013-2014 season and look at how bad that team started and look at where they ended up. And this team is better. This team has much more talent. Maybe not necessarily in goal. Shesterkin is pretty damn good. But this team, I would say, top to bottom, is more talented than that team was. And it's it's fair. I mean, I think it's. A little, I'd like them to be better on the wing a little bit on the right side. I think I it's think a if little they had, early. I think if they had Bushnevich to make those comparisons, nice. I, you know, I think Bushnevich would be nice to have on the right wing. Well, look, I I, I miss but, Butch. I love Butchie, but I, I don't like I, head butt Butch. But hey, I've I've become a big fan of Sammy Blay. I have. I have. It's a. It was a bad trade, regardless. But I like what Sammy Blay has brought to the team. The the player swap, ugh, but Sammy Blay has been. I have, and I I'll be the. I'll look. I when the trade happened, I said, "What the hell?" Sammy Blay is one of these guys that is plug and play, and he has shown he has been anything but. I I I'll, I'll eat my words on it right now. As of right now, Sammy Blay has been top three Rangers right now this season, behind Fox and Shesterkin. You've got Blaze and Kreider. I mean that's that's your 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 core four right now. Oh, yeah. Well, the <laughs> fact the fact that Chris Kreider is is at the top of uh, any list shows you how bad the Rangers have been offensively. Well, yeah. When Mister inconsistently when, when Mister consistently inconsistent is one of your best, that's dude, they not need good. Panarin and Savannah Jag got to get going. I mean, at the end of the day. A lot of problems get solved if Savannah, Jad, and Panarin get going. I mean, that's, that's just the nature of it. So, all right, next week we're going to be talking about Rangers wins because they will win and they will do it gloriously. And it will be, quite frankly, some of the best wins you have seen. Listen, Friday night they play Columbus. That's not a gimme game. It's not. It's going to be a that's, – that's, that's, not, that's not a gimme game. Brad Larson has got Columbus playing some John Tortorella-esque uh, fight with some offense. You know they 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 got I they got did Columbus. Not expect Columbus to be battling. They got Columbus. Then on on Halloween night they're in Seattle. They're at the Crack House for their first ever visit to the Crack at the, House. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena. No, the Crack House. I, I said what I said. Damn it! Listen, they are the Seattle Kraken. There's no way. There's no way that you can't call that arena the Crack House. I'm sorry. It's just, just it's a, it's a I was having a nickname. conversation with somebody and they were watching they're like who the hell is this Seattle? Seattle got a hockey team? And I'm like, yeah. The and he goes, what, what are they called? The the what are they? I was like the Kraken. He goes, Oh, shouldn't they be like the crackers or the crackheads? 
that sounds more fitting for Seattle. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I was like, no, it's a mythical creature. It's a, it's a, it's a, a giant squid <laughs> that eats pandas. Oh dear! Uh, they, but right, the Rangers so, play Seattle on Sunday, and then they go to Vancouver on Tuesday night. Those are not easy games. Those no, are, those will be good battles. They'll all be good tests. They're they're they'll those those teams are going to give the Rangers all they can handle, especially Which, on Vancouver. A note, on a side note, if you are paying attention to the Seattle Kraken at all, because of the newest NHL team on the Faceoff Hockey Network, Kraken the Ice, the Seattle Kraken podcast of the Faceoff Hockey Network. Just to throw that out there, uh, Ben has that podcast. He's also a Ranger fan. He's originally from New York area, so doing a great job over there. I am really, really intrigued with this budding Vancouver-Seattle rivalry. It got kicked up. That opener it, in Seattle, it, that was it, a it was, damn yeah, good hockey was, game. It was entertaining on Friday night. The opener sure. sucked. The fact that they raised a banner for 32 was kind of corny. I didn't mind the Seattle Metropolitan banner going up. I thought that was kind of cool. You pay homage to your history. Look, the Whalers, Hartford, the Whalers, they had banners. I think I think the Hurricanes, didn't they put up banners for the Whalers down in, in Raleigh? I think. I mean, the Wolfpack still have the Whaler banners flying at Civic Center. They still have uh, Gordy Howe's number flying from the rafters. Well, they that's Gordy Howe. That, that's different. I know, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's paying homage to the – to the history of, of the franchise. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have done a ceremony about it. I would have just done it. But the 32 one was corny as hell. That was, corny. that was, that was like, Hey, Nashville, hold my, uh, <laughs> hold what, my, what, hold, hold my ceremony. Hold my ceremonial no, banner. It's like something that's like big about Seattle. Like besides Starbucks, like what's, hold, uh, hold my trout, hold my salmon, hold my salmon. <laughs> so, all right, next week we will be talking about the Western Swing for the swing. Rangers. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this episode. Bye-bye.